listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. It doesn't take much to be electrocuted fatally. The molten coin will start flying in all directions and is propelled from the outlet. It's kind of a violent act. Social media is what elevates it. If anything nearby that was uh, easily combustible, like paper, a book, or a box, or even the clothing that the student was wearing, could have easily been ignited by that spark. Just because someone got away with it on video, and who knows if the video wasn't even touched up, doesn't mean that you'll get away with it. You know, you ask the question as a building principal, why would you do something like this? And, you know, got the simple answer, and I thought it would be kind of fun. It's the latest YouTube challenge that has killed and injured thousands of children across the neighborhoods. We assume it's thousands. The outlet challenge? What, how does it work? Yeah, what, what do you, you do exactly? You take a coin and you put it um, into the electrical outlet and you try and get the spark. Okay. Oh, so okay. They, they tried to do it and, of course, they caught something on fire doing it. So Fantastic. That's the new challenge for kids. Is it? See, none of these things are actually the new challenge for kids. They're, they're not uh, eating Tide Pods or dying, choking on cinnamon or any of these things that the and, news media tells us. Is. Yeah, I, you know, kids who are gobbling down Tide Pods, they're probably being handed those pods by Charles Darwin. You know what I'm saying? And now I'm not talking about little kids. Keep anything toxic away from little kids. They don't know better. But if your 17-year-old is gobbling <laughs> Tide Pods, that is evolution sending a message. And I'm sorry to be so frank. Yeah, that reminds me. God, you know what? And listen, a certain percentage of the audience just recoiled from me saying that. We need to get back to more of that. Just people, just, oh, we've gotten so soft. We've gotten so... Never, never tell anybody they're responsible for themselves or they need to make good decisions. That's just, that's too judgmental. Everybody just needs a hand from the government. Stop it. If you eat detergent, it's going to make you sick. Whoa. So some kid at my son's school had my son. Kid, child, not like college kid. Child. Another fourth grader. Okay. Had my son look at something on the internet. Oh, boy. That had him crying and unable to go to sleep oh, no. all weekend long. And, oh, and we still no. don't exactly know what it was because he doesn't want to talk about it. <sighs> and, you know, well, you know the internet. It could be freaking anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And, 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 the array of possibilities oh, is yeah. sickening. And, and, and as he's calmed down enough to talk to him about it, because we couldn't at the time, um, cause he was, he was acting kind of weird on Friday. And then he just, he just like fell apart on Friday night. And then, um, he told us what had happened. And, and then when he was able to calm down, I told him, I said, and so now you know what I'm talking about. Cause I've been telling them for a long time. And they talk about why can't we go on Google? Why can't we go on YouTube? Why can't we look at everyone? I say, there are things on there. That you can see that you'll never be able to forget. You'll never forget them in your life that are that are horrifying, that are out there on the internet. And you just you just gotta believe me that that's true. Mm-hmm. And he now does believe me. There are things I wish I had never seen. Oh yeah, yeah. I wish I'd never seen them. And as I stay, an adult, yeah, exactly. And I stay away from because I don't think there's any upside. I know some of you uh, believe in the whole, you know, I want to be exposed to everything or whatever, um, or I can handle it or whatever. I don't see the upside to being exposed to everything. And, and actually, well, it's pretty well known. Ask the people that work for Facebook and for a living are exposed to everything. Right. They quit their jobs, kill themselves and become drug addicts. Right. By being exposed to everything. It's I just, damaging. I don't see the upside to it. Yeah. Ask cops who have to go to crime scenes. They're not benefiting from that. It's costing them. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk, talk to cops whose job is, you know, uh, dealing with child porn and stuff like that. Yeah. If, and, 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 and so to anybody would think, um, you know, your kid needs to toughen up or whatever. Cops, grown-ups who do this sort of thing for a living, who end up killing themselves or, or becoming opioid addicts because they can't handle all this stuff. You have your child who has no vision of the possibilities of awfulness that exists in the world, and all of a sudden they see some of it. Yeah, that'll make an impact on you. Well, and, and one of the and I and my ultimate point is there's no way to keep your kid from running into this stuff, right? Just, which just is isn't. just so scary. It to is. Me. I oh, just, it's horrifying. You know, I miss terribly my my kids being kids because I loved being a dad of a house full of kids more than I could tell you. But um, I am kind of grateful that. They missed this. Oh, yeah. Just it's, by a few years, my kids are, you know, my youngest is 20. And every generation, probably since uh, since the wheel was invented, has thought, you know, it's harder raising kids now because now that the fire's been invented, they didn't have fire when I was a kid. And <laughs> now you got to worry about your kid playing with fire, and it's all different. Yes. But this is something different. The fact that kids can be exposed to all of the worst stuff in the world if there's one third grader that has a smartphone. Right. Right. And brings it to school and has the, the cell phone plan. They can, at, at lunch hour or, or after school, see the most awful stuff that exists. Right. Well, and, and adults, especially adults who have to deal with grim-ish stuff on a regular basis, whether you're, you know, you work in an emergency room or you're a cop or, or, you know, you're in the news business, for instance, you get good at compartmentalizing. It's a skill of, oh, that's sickening. Get it out of my mind. Get it out of my mind. I have to deal with it, but I, I, I'm not going to internalize it. Kids don't have that, man. No. It goes right to their soul. Sure. And, uh, yikes. That's so terrible. Oh, it is. Oh, it man. is. And it's, and it's, and part of the reason it was so troubling is like, there, there's no eliminating this from happening. It's going to happen more and more and more. Next year, there'll be more kids with smartphones. Yeah, who and, want to shock and amaze yeah. their peers. And then, and soon he'll be at somebody's house, and they've got access to do whatever they want, and the and the inclination to want to figure it out, and just yeah, yeah. That's a, oh that's man, something. that's you know, I just and and I'm sure you'll deal with it in a, a fine and great way. But you know, if you ever do get a chance to talk specifics with them, or at least figure out you know the area, maybe you can give them a little perspective, yeah, which would help because kids don't have perspective. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. We have to get to this. Uh, would you call it affairs of the heart? Yes. This is from a subreddit. This sort of thing, Jack. This hasn't stopped during the pandemic. We're oh. still finding love and losing it. That's true. Uh, this is from a subreddit. I don't know what that is. You said it's people who think they can go on message boards and get good advice. <laughs> yeah, well, Reddit is a is a message board thing. Each individual category is its own subreddit. So there's the relationship and, and, and subreddit. Why you would ask the randos in the middle of the night who are doing nothing else but reading these for advice on your relationships? Uh, I supposedly some people find it soothing or helpful. <laughs> I, I don't know. They're your people. Uh, I know this sounds really weird, but here it is, she says. My boyfriend and I, and they're both in their late 20s, my boyfriend and I have been together for three years. We met and started dating when we were both in graduate school, but I dropped out to go back to college to pursue a different career. We're both finished now and live together, making a fairly nice combined income. There you go. Our income is relevant because we can afford to eat somewhere nice when we're out and about, but he always wants breakfast food. You know, I think I need to set up what's going to happen here so you can enjoy the background better. Okay. Every time they go to the Waffle House to eat, he gets in a fight with the cook. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
knowing that, hearing this story about okay. they both went to graduate school, yeah. they make a decent income, yeah. they sound like normal, successful people. As she said, our income is relevant because we can afford to eat somewhere nice when we're out and about, but he always wants breakfast food. When he was a child, his dad couldn't stand eating breakfast-type food in the afternoon or noon or evenings, so his mom would make him waffles slash pancakes, eggs, and bacon in the evening whenever his dad was busy or out of town. It's a wonderful and safe memory for him, and when he goes to his happy place, he says that's where he always goes. How interesting. Okay. My boyfriend is an incredibly nice and caring person. He's emotionally tuned in to everyone and recognizes arising issues a long time before they occur. He loves animals and is kind and gentle with every bug, bird, and pet that he comes across. The the inevitable, he's a wonderful guy before the butt. (laughs) He's he's more than wonderful. He's nice to every bug he comes across. (laughs) Right, he anticipates problems before they occur. This is why I felt it was important to set up where we're headed with this so you can take this in at the time and scratch your head. Okay. This is the guy that gets in a fight with the cook every time he goes to the Waffle House. He won't kill a bug. He almost is all, almost is always willing to turn the other cheek in social situations where somebody tries to insult him or get aggressive towards him, and usually winds up diffusing the situation and having a productive discussion about whatever the issue was. Freaking Gandhi over here. Except at Waffle House. <laughs> Anytime we're out, he wants to go to the goddamn Waffle House. Her word's not mine. I wow, don't hey, appreciate that yeah, kind of talk. Indeed. Yeah, well, careful now. This many, is an issue that already exists that apparently he didn't recognize. How, how many <laughs> How many people uh, are familiar with the Waffle House vibe? I think if they have not experienced it personally, it's enough of a, it's a part of America Americana. They get it. I like me a Waffle House. I do. It is casual dining, folks. If you're not very casual, like shirts are requested. <laughs> Sobriety suggested. is occasionally observed. Yeah. Anytime we're out, he wants to go to the same GD Waffle House and get breakfast food. I'm not a big eater, so I usually don't care. I would just drink coffee and read my book while he enjoyed his food. But that became impossible once he and this one cook started chirping at each other every time we went there. Oh, boy. Boyfriend complained about his eggs one time because he likes them a little runny and they were served hard. The cook responded by giving him scrambled eggs. <laughs> when he brought it up again, the cook served him two hard-boiled eggs. I think it was just part of the cook's shtick. And it was kind of funny, but my boyfriend wasn't able to laugh it off. <laughs> when we left, he was in kind of a bad mood, but we didn't really talk about it. The next week, we were... <laughs> Everyone... All right. I like He's doing a Marx Brothers send him back. Scrambled and then two hard boiled. Just a plate with two <laughs> eggs on it. Wow. <laughs> reminder, sir, you're at a waffle house. I, yeah, I think what the cook is saying, you're eating at a waffle house. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you paying for this meal there, Jocko? The next week we were out getting some shopping done and he wanted to go to the waffle house again. I suggested we try out a different place or at least a different waffle house location. <laughs> but he only wanted the same waffle house. Oh boy. We went in and sat down and once again the same cook served his eggs wrong. My boyfriend sort of snapped at him that he wasn't interested in messing around and just wanted to some correct eggs. The cook then served him a piece of toast with a hole cut out of the middle with a fried egg in it. My boyfriend got really mad and threw the egg toast at the cook. Oh, boy. Which made the cook come around from behind the bar and throw it back at him. Oh, boy. They ended up sort of wrestling slash fighting until my boyfriend was like, this is BS, and walked out. It, what do you mean? It's BS. <laughs> which part? Yeah. Nobody got hurt, but a few other people in there were watching and laughing a bit. Uh, I can't tell you how many fights I've seen in Waffle Houses. Quite a few. People screaming at each other, chucking food and wrestling a bit is not unusual. Oh, no. 
Uh, this is the crazy part. My boyfriend keeps going back and ordering eggs and getting into fist fights with the same cook. It's almost a ritual at this point. My boyfriend, my boyfriend orders runny eggs. The cook serves him some other version of eggs. And then they fight. And then they beat the S out of each other. I quit going with him after the second fight, but he kept going by himself. They're like Peter and the giant chicken from Family Guy. It's the weirdest thing. They've physically fought like six or seven times over this. Oh, boy. All right. I'm starting to wonder whether she's pulling my ham hock with this. I've tried to talk to him about it a few times, but he keeps saying it's a matter of principle. I've told him to talk to the manager or something like that, but he just waves me off. <laughs> no, I just want to best him in fisticuffs. <laughs> Apparently that cook hasn't yet made him the correct runny eggs, but he it's like he spends one week learning new ways of preparing eggs to piss my boyfriend <laughs> off. The thing is, we're getting married this summer. Oh, boy. He's accepted a job in a new city, and it'll be easy for me to find work after the wedding, so we'll be moving away from his sworn enemy, Waffle House guy. He hasn't been out since quarantine started, but it wouldn't surprise me if that's the first place he goes when the restaurants open back up for sitting customers. But my main worry is that this strange, vindictive side of him that I've never seen before that leads him to fight the same guy every week. The violence itself is an issue for me, uh, is an issue for me, but the obsession over it almost bothers me more. Should I, yes. be, should I be worried about this side of him and it will come out later in our marriage? <laughs> How do I get him to open up about this? Is this a type of obsession, a choice, or is it indicative of something deeper? How were most of the answers to this question, Sean? Oh, I didn't. I didn't delve that deeply in. That is a truly unique kind of nuts. Every time I think I have a reasonable grasp of the different kinds of crazy that exist in humanity, they come up with a new one. I don't think that's BS either. The way it's written... It just doesn't, it, to me, it doesn't have the flavor of it being BS. I just like the cook every week learning, all right, how do I make uh, eggs Benedict for this guy when he comes back? <laughs> and, and, and runny eggs guy, what is his purpose in going back repeatedly to take the abuse? It's about the principle he said. And then throw dogs. Well, here's how you punish him. Don't go anymore. <laughs> That's 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 crazy. Do you think that these guys are actually friends and deep down this is just something they like to do? It's like it, it's, art. It's Fight Club. Um it's Fight Club. All right, I'm I'm trying to take this seriously. Does And again, fighting at a Waffle House is not like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this happened." No. No. Can yeah, we, I, I wouldn't even look up from my meal. People are rolling around <laughs> over. As long as the, they didn't like smash into my table and and yeah. end up fighting on top of it. Um, is, uh, I'm gonna call him Ronnie Eggs. Um, does, does, is Ronnie Eggs acting out because he sees his father's quashing of breakfast oh. in the cook? Oh, uh, yeah, it's He's acting out a daddy issue. Maybe that's why so many strippers go to the Waffle House. It's similar daddy issues. <laughs> and somehow it's tied to ham. I don't know. The Waffle House is some looking at some of the responses on Twitter. The Waffle House is his mom. His fiance is about to move with him with him when they get married, and she's worried he'll go back to his mom down the road. Hmm. And the cook uh, is dad? And then somebody else said, I think he's going to leave the girlfriend for the cook. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's one of those I don't want to admit I'm right. 
Yeah. Anybody else? One day they're uh, they're they're scruffling and, and then oh, accidentally kiss. Accidentally and then, kiss. Whoopsie. Exactly. Anybody wow. else stop short at I read my book? Yeah, that one kind of struck me too. You sit in the Waffle House reading while he's eating his eggs. Yeah. Why, why don't you engage him in conversation? Maybe that would temper his rage, his yolk rage. <laughs> like we all know, the Waffle House is a liminal space where the laws of man and God are a mere suggestion. <laughs> Now that's a comment. <laughs> the laws of man and God are a mere suggestion. <laughs> that is funny. God, I love Twitter. Oh, boy. Uh, it's much easier to fight a Waffle House cook into changing than it is to accept your grief that your father was never the dad you needed him to be. Okay. Or how about you just don't worry about it? <laughs> just eat your eggs, man. Here's here's how you deal with your psychological problems. Forget them. <laughs> oh, my God, that's really good stuff. Yeah, that's something. The I awful me- house. I, mm. I immediately thought this cannot possibly be real, but then I remembered Jacksonville exists. <laughs> what? I guess that's a Florida guy comment. What? Yeah. I resent that on behalf of Jacksonvillians everywhere. Dudes be rocking the Waffle House. My, my, my brother's uh, wife's family. God, Fine that's funny. folks. Where the rules of God and man don't exist. Or merely a suggestion. That wow. really funny. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. What is the problem? I've never seen anything like this. This is when you guys are supposed to cheer. Please quiet. Are you serious? Here's Armstrong and You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. 12 ways to wake up happier every morning. Maybe you already wake up happy. Good for you. Wake up next to the underwear model you bagged last night. That's one. Okay, 13 ways to wake up happy. (laughs) I'm sorry, is bagged indelicate? Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I'd say so. Okay, sorry. Um, uh, And I don't think that would actually make you happy for very long. Um, unless you're, well, unless you were in love with each other. Is this a list of, uh, waking up happy or waking up happy for very long? <laughs> <laughs> Set your mind on being happy. Now, anybody who says to me happy is a choice, I want to fight. So, uh, <laughs> the first one I have troubles with, but they get better from there. Uh, ha- set your mind on being happy. Happy is definitely a choice, says someone who wrote a book that she wants you to download and blah, blah, blah. But uh, the, a lot of the other ones I really like. Do something for someone else. Clearly, mm. absolutely, 100% true. No doubt about it. It's uh, It's been known since the beginning of time. Uh, helping out other people is a good way to make yourself overall uh, more happy. Call a friend. Meaningful discussion or meaningful relationships in life, crucial to being happy. It's the way we're built. Call a friend, and you will feel happier afterwards. That's true. That. That's a pretty good one. Make sure they're awake, though. You know, you wake them up, they won't be happy. They might say something harsh, and then your friendship uh, fall apart, and then you're miserable. Why'd you call me at two in the morning? What are you doing? It's it's five oh three in the morning. Actually, if you're good friends and it's a big deal, they won't mind. Right, but you can't do it every day. Right. <laughs> and I said, "Hey, Esther." It's got, it's got to be an exceptional situation. <laughs> Um, uh, find meaning in your pursuits, not the goals. I talk to my kids about this, one of them in particular, all the time, about the idea of when I get to this point or get this thing or get to this achievement or whatever, then I'll be happy. That is not the way life works. Uh, if you've been around a while, I think you know that. No, I'm reading the best book I've ever come across on that very topic. 
Uh, I want to. I can never remember author's name, so I'll hold off describing it to you. But stay tuned, and I'll I'll turn you on to it. It's fabulous. What's the name of the book? Uh, the subtle art of not giving an f. Wow, interesting. Yeah, uh, I was thinking, and, and it's all about. It's not about being apathetic. It's about choosing very deliberately what you're going to give an f about. Oh, sure, that makes perfectly good sense. And the uh, you have to enjoy, you know, the pursuit of go- whatever the goal is, mm-hmm. um, not the goal itself. Um, uh, if you think when you reach the goal, you'll be happy, that doesn't work. Well, and the, the main part of the book that I'm in right now is, is explaining you will always have problems. Don't think when you get to that goal, you will have no problems. You might have better problems, but it's the nature of life to always have problems. Warren Buffett has money problems. He just has better money problems than you. But he still worries about things and manages things and makes mistakes and that sort of thing. He probably so worries just, about health issues every single day. All right. So under, understand that and, and quit with the unrealistic expectation of someday reaching some great and grand plateau where there's nothing but joy and, and giggles. Written by Mark Manson. Mark Manson. That is correct. And it's the subtle joy of, what is it? Not giving an F. Okay. And you highly recommend it. Oh, it's fabulous. The subtle art of not giving an F, which is interesting because exactly. I always thought that that was more of a science than an art. But mm. let's not quibble. I'm thinking of, uh, I, I just <laughs> finished Woody Allen's autobiography recently, and he, he continually talks about how he loves the movie-making process. That's what he enjoys about it. He mm-hmm. never watches his films. He's never seen any of them after they're finished. He never reads the reviews. He doesn't care how they do. He doesn't care what people think of them. <laughs> all, all he cares about is the process. He loves writing them. And directing them and working with the people, and then when it's over, it's over. It it's all how interesting. It's all the pursuit, not the goal, which I thought was really interesting. Because if it was all about how it turned out, you'd probably be miserable. Mm. Um, I look, say, look. Thank you, Arnold, you jackass. <laughs> look back and forward with rose-colored glasses. Uh, look back at things and try to pick out the, uh, the you know, the, 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 the best parts of them and look forward. Uh, you know, if you, you, there's really no point in looking forward. <laughs> I don't think that, that ever mm-hmm. does you any good. But if you're going to look forward, try to look the, the, the optimistically. Right. Um, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But I'd never heard about looking backward with rose colored glasses. That's an interesting idea. I'll have to think, yeah. I'll have to contemplate that for a yeah, while. Yeah. That one's deep. You did the best you could at the time with the knowledge you had. Don't beat yourself up over there it. There you go with those fantastic sayings that you have. You're just that's, really good that's at that. That's good stuff. There's yeah. a lot of wisdom there, though. Uh, there is. Sean's good at that. Oh, yeah. Um, savor the mo- the moment. Save, savor the movement. And sometimes <laughs> I do that. Well, you know what? Yep. <laughs> In this moment, I'm savoring this. <laughs> savor. <laughs> savor the moment. Uh, life moves pretty fast, Ferris Bueller said. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you just might miss it. Yep. But, but it's absolutely true. I try to do that all the time with my kids in the middle of a hectic, crazy day, and I got a million things on my mind to think, this right here, this is this is as good as life gets right here. Your kid's sitting next to you, you're watching a show, you're enjoying it. Don't think about other things and ruin it. This is the good part of life. You idiot. <laughs> I say to myself. Uh, choose time over stuff. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, experiences over stuff, too. Boy, this is a tough one for our line of work. Seek out good news. <laughs> mm. uh, in a study done, we found that watching three minutes of positive solutions-focused news as compared to negative news can lead to a 27% higher likelihood of reporting your day is happy. I don't doubt that. Uh, I know there are days I feel like the news is chewing up my soul. 
Mm-hmm. And I just have to step away from it and or uh, look to positive stuff or, or, you know, frankly, advocating for what you think ought to be as opposed to wallowing in what is, uh, you know, it's it's good. Makes you feel better. And uh, I didn't get to all 12, but the, the the other one that I actually definitely need to remember is move. Movement is so good for your body and your mind. Exercise just makes you feel better. The likelihood that you're going to feel good goes way up if you get any blood flowing in your body. Mm. I need to do that. Good stuff. Yeah. I'm just going to start doing curls during the show as we're talking. Just right, left, right, left until my arms are just. Well, huge. like we were talking about a coworker we had who used to throw around the old medicine ball at work, him and another guy. Sounds mm-hmm. like a euphemism. They would actually, they would actually heave the medicine ball back and forth. Oof. Oof. While editing the news. And they were ripped. Yeah. So I'm going to savor my movements, choose time over stuff. <laughs> Your movement. Set my mind on being happy, do something for someone else, all these things. And I'll just be happy as a clam. If you see me, I'll have a smile on my face. I'll be so damned happy it'll be annoying to you. Wow. Uh, Something to look forward to. <laughs> Check out the great new swag like the new masks at armstrongandgetty.com. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Here's your headline from La Times, the L.A. Times. Bosses are panic-buying spy software to keep tabs on remote workers. Hilarious. And they talk about how if you, the, the digital surveillance can even like figure out when you're looking at the screen and when you're not. <sighs> Colleges and schools use this. And if you are away from your uh, you know unit for like your your computer for five minutes, it'll like flash a warning and report it to your boss and the whatever. Rest of it. <laughs> I, you know, I only work. I I have a limited sphere of uh, working knowledge. I've worked in a one industry for the most part but aren't there aren't most jobs can you just judge it on did they get their work done or not did they get the amount done in the time they were supposed to do it and was it done well right what do you give a crap whether or not they looked at their phone for a while right well that's stupid stupid bosses insist on slow steady drone-like work out of their producers their their real performers when some people go in Bursts of energy and creativity and aggressiveness, and and then they got to lay down for a while. They just got to back off of it for a while. We've known salespeople like that. I've I've worked at two kinds of radio stations in my career, and I've seen one flourish and one struggle. Though I've worked in, in, in tiny little markets where those had happened too, but the, the the boss would be there, literally sitting there watching people walk through the door, looking at the clock, make sure they were there by eight o'clock. Same thing at five. Nobody out the door before five o'clock. Right. Those places struggle because nobody wants to freaking work in that environment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and those idiot bosses who think they're going to get more out of somebody that way. And then other places where it's just, hey, you perform. You get a commission on this. It's up to you. And people, some people work like really hard two days a week and then have five day weekends, but they kill it. Right. Right. Which would you rather they have? Produce, so you hear about the spy or spyware to see if somebody's looking away from the screen. Whatever. I found some of this a little more interesting than that, though. There are, uh, you can design it so it, it reports a combination of worrisome behaviors, such as printing both a confidential client list and a resume, an indication that someone's quitting and taking their book of business with them. <laughs> and they can customize it to your, to your business. That's hilarious. Yeah, it is kind of funny. It's it's a little scary, honestly. Oh yeah, um, it, it's American ingenuity at work, which the Chinese will steal as soon as possible. Facebook is paying moderators fifty-two million dollars for psychological damages. Each? 
These are the people that developed PTSD oh, God, from viewing graphic, Ugh. disturbing videos. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I even made a joke about it because it, it's, it's terrible. So you had the job at Facebook where you're supposed to sit there and look at stuff and decide whether or not it be, needs to be taken down. And they just saw, well, the worst stuff in the world. I hate to even read the sort of stuff. We've braced ourselves. We can take it. Child sexual abuse, beheadings, terrorism, animal cruelty. I can just imagine. Holy cow. And all kinds of other disturbing images. And you watch that all day long, and it ruins your brain, and I'm sure it does. Of course, it's a class action lawsuit. You know how those work. Sure. The lawyers get two-thirds, and then and the, the, and the moderators are going to get a, are get $1,000 each. Right. Honestly. Yeah. I'm not exaggerating. That's really? what it says here in the story. You're kidding. No. Holy The crap. settlement grabs you, grants U.S. moderators who were part of the class action lawsuit $1,000 each. Okay, so I had to look at uh, wow. animal abuse and child porn all day long for a job, and because it ruined my brain, you're giving me 1000 bucks. Thank but you. the lawyers are getting paid, Jack. That's the key. Uh, and then they'll cover some medical treatment if you need you know, uh, counseling and all that. Well, sort that's of stuff. good. Oh, yeah. At least. Man, that's that's something, though. It's it's oh, really $600 good. billion dollar market cap, Facebook. Oof. Uh, it's, it's interesting that uh, a normal human being exposed to the worst human beings, their mind goes. It hurts their soul. Yeah. Of course, you're, you're not seeing any sort of, you're, you're seeing too much of it. There's a tiny bit of, there's, there's a tiny number, number of weirdos doing awful things in every town in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not designed to take all that in at once. Right. Jeez, God dang it. How did, how did, well, and we're designed to be repulsed, horrified, and angered by that sort of uh, behavior. I gotta believe these are people that thought they could handle it too, or you wouldn't have taken that job. Like, I would, I would say, no way. I don't, don't don't even tell me what it pays. I don't care. I'm not gonna take a job where I look at animal abuse and child porn all day long. Yeah, I'm just not going to do that. But these apparently are people, I'm guessing, that thought, no, I can handle that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I can I understand that because there are some things you think you can handle until you're confronted with them and then realize that in the flash or, you know, on the video, they're much more terrible than you imagined. And they have an effect on your psyche much yeah. more powerful than you imagine. It means I have a better imagination or they have a worse one or what? Or I'm I just know. weaker or what? Well, I, I would guess this is a lot of young people, too, oh, who dang. have not had that happen to them. The experience of thinking, I can handle this, and then realizing, no, not so much. we got a lot more on the way, but we wanted to remind you, Simply Safe's got a great deal going on right now. I'll tell you about it in a second. If you don't know what Simply Safe is, well, it's protection for your home and, and your family. They'll have your back day and night ready to send police, fire, or EMTs when you need them the most straight to your door. Yeah, whether it's a break-in, a fire, flooding, or medical emergency, Simply Safe Home Security delivers award-winning, and that's serious. They've won a lot of awards. Award-winning 24-7 protection. You can set it up yourself in about 30 minutes. Really easy. Then Simply Safe's professionals take over. You're not locked into a long-term contract, no hidden fees or installation costs, and it's super easy to use. And by ordering today, you get a 60-day risk-free trial, so there is nothing to lose. And our listeners get a free home security camera when you purchase a Simply Safe system today at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong for your free security camera. Keep an eye on your porch. Who's out there? Huh? Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. You're going to love Simply Safe. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Are you dealing with sticker shock at the supermarket? You're not alone. The price of groceries saw record-setting spikes. 
over the last month or so. I rarely do the grocery shopping, but I somehow ended up in that situation the other day. I hate it because it takes me it takes me like an hour to do oh, something my please. wife can do in 10 minutes. Because I don't know where anything is. And she even makes the list in order because she can picture the grocery store in her mind. Oh, that's so the, handy. So the list is like I should be able to just go around in order, but I still I don't. You got to double back. You're like, where was, oh, the, yeah. where yeah. was the almond? Well, water? it's easy to miss stuff. <laughs> I don't have any idea where she can just go through and just grab, 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 grab. Well, you're walking along. There's pasta sauce. There's pasta sauce. There's pasta. There's just like two inches of taco sauce. <laughs> and then, you know, vast shelves worth of stuff. And guys, listen, this is, this is, uh, this is science. This is anthropology. Guys, brains and eyes are meant to notice motion. Primarily. Threats. I got my out for a, a tribe that's about to try and come kill me. Right. I'm not Th- trying to find the exact ripest tomato. Right, exactly. You're, you are made to recognize the cavemen from the other valley coming over the hill to catch that motion in your eye or the antelope ooching along in the tall grass. Women, on the other hand, through thousands of, hundreds of thousands of years of evolution are, are made to recognize uh, changes in color and texture, gathering as opposed to hunting. So, uh, listen, ladies, <laughs> ladies, ladies. <laughs> yeah, you send us to the grocery store. It's just it's a fish out of water. Here's the other problem I have. So you I... need like shaking shelves to make it easier for the dudes. <laughs> well, listen, or... if the taco sauce tried to run away from me, I would see that immediately. I would give chase and I would throttle it. The other problem is I have is I don't know vegetables. So she'll put Brussels sprouts on the list. I don't have the slightest idea what a oh. Brussels sprout looks like. Oh, boy. No idea. So I have to Google it on my phone and find pictures <laughs> and then hold it in front of the giant wall of green things and try to figure out which one is this picture. Don't Google it. Bing it. Google is evil. Anyway. I don't know any vegetables, so that really slows me down. I'm good on most vegetables, but occasionally we'll have a recipe with bok choy or... No, I would never even... It's a leafy green. I wouldn't even know where to do. I go to the grocery store or the Jiffy Lube for that. I don't know. I don't even know how to get close to that. Organic fennel. What? Well, fennel I wouldn't have the slightest idea. Asparagus is the only one I know. You don't know broccoli? No. About corn? No. So one no that idea. looks like a human brain on a tree. No idea which one is broccoli. No? Nope. How about lettuce? Now Surely you, you can recognize now, lettuce. Now that you told me that, but there are 75 choices of lettuce. True. Which one am I supposed That's to get? makes this country great. Get your iceberg. Just not the purple stuff. <laughs> your romaine. It's off-putting. <laughs> yeah, purple. Why is it bruise-colored? Nobody wants bruise-colored <sighs> food. I think I do know eggplant just because of the emoji. Butterhead lettuce. <laughs> just because of the emoji. Butterhead lettuce. Do I have time to mention this? Because it's a Octavia. I, I think it's just butter lettuce. I don't I think it's butterface lettuce. <laughs> so somehow we got, uh, oh, yeah, and, uh, food, food prices have spiked. That's how the story started. Yes. And, uh, and I was yes, at the grocery let's get store. back there. <laughs> and I was at the grocery store, and I was supposed to pick up a couple of steaks. And, oh, my God, is this what we spend on steaks? Yeah. We can't eat steak anymore. Yeah. And, and, and I asked her when I got home, and she said, no, it's the meat shortage thing. Because they were just $30? Yeah. We can't spend $60 for a $12 steak. For a couple of steaks, but that's the price of meat for a lot of your meat now. It's just insane. These, these prices, it's like, you're, it's like you're trying to buy a panda steak at the Wuhan wet market. These prices are outrageous. This is just cow. I drive by hundreds of cows on my way home. <laughs> of course, I live out in the country, but surely there's... there. Hey, farmers, I was just reading an article about this. Not only barter, but more direct marketing. 
For instance, I have a buddy who is uh, in the wholesale fish and seafood business, a longtime family company. And I don't know what percentage of his business, but I think it's like 90, 95% is selling to restaurants. Well, as you might guess, he's getting murdered. Um, and so more and more of his friends and acquaintances are, are realizing, well, wait a minute. He can get me seafood that was swimming in the ocean yesterday. Fresh, delicious seafood. And I did that and I cooked up some scallops last night. It's absolutely fabulous. But we have uncountable cattle and hogs that are just going to get, you know, wasted and thrown in mass graves because of the choke point there at the processing place. I wish there were some way we could come up with a workaround. But uh, your counties and states probably with the regulatory regimes would not let it happen. It was the biggest jump in prices at grocery stores in half a century. Moving up. In the last month. So you got 20% of the workforce, or as we pointed out earlier, among people in the lower income, 40% of the workforce that's lost their job at the same time that groceries have spiked the biggest in half a century. That's a bad combo. The best masks I've seen, and they say Armstrong and Getty on them, you can get one at armstrongandgetty.com. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty.